0: Hey, history lovers! I'm Mike Rosenwald with RetroPod, a show about the past, rediscovered. So, in the last few episodes, I've told you some pretty wild stories from the world of espionage. I'm, I'm putting on an extremely tight latex glove, and it's a good time. that was me at the CIA's museum, about to hold a dead rat used during the Cold War. Operatives would stuff film and other secret messages into their bellies stuff. Oh, and that time the CIA stole a sunken Soviet sub from the ocean floor. That was pretty neat. At the heart of those stories, at the very heart of the spy business, are audacious deceptions. It's like, it's like magic. And in the long history of espionage, there was one man whose deceptions and sham identities were so enterprising and successful that he earned the nickname Master of Disguise. His name was Tony Mendez. In the winter of 2012, my wife and I saw the movie Argo, the story of how Mendez, played by Ben Affleck, came up with an ingenious plot to slip six Americans out of Iran during the hostage crisis that began in 1979. Before the credits rolled, The screen flashed pictures of the real-life characters with updates about what they were doing now. Mendez, it said, lives in rural Maryland with his family. My jaw dropped. Let me explain. Not long before I saw the movie, I was out in rural Maryland, where I stopped into an art gallery. The friendly owner showed me some paintings by local artists. This one's by Tony Mendez, she said, pointing to a beautiful landscape, you probably know that whole crazy story. I had no idea what in the world she was talking about, but pretended I did. Then I saw that line on the big screen. He lives in rural Maryland with his family. And the neurons in my brain went off like fireworks. The spy in Argo, he's a painter? What? A few days later, I made arrangements to interview him for a profile. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come here to get warm. That's his wife, Jonna. She's also an ex-spy. Disguise was her game, too. They were not easy to find. I pulled off the highway, then onto a gravel road that winded around an open field until I finally reached their home, a charming little red carriage house with another structure, a combined art gallery and studios, it turned out, attached. We sat down for coffee in their living room. The house was filled with Tony's paintings. I've always considered myself to be an artist first, and for 25 years, I was a pretty good spy. Art, amazingly enough, that's actually how Mendez wound up a spy. Growing up in Nevada and Colorado, he would spend hours sketching and painting with watercolors. He pursued a career as an illustrator and was working in graphic design in the mid-1960s when a friend gave him a Help Wanted ad that read, Artists to Work Overseas, U.S. Navy Civilians. Mendez liked the idea of working abroad, so he went to the interview, which was conducted in a very strange place, a dingy motel room. Something seemed off to him. Then the interviewer handed him a paper that said, Top Secret, No Foreign Dissem, which is spy shorthand for No Foreign Dissemination. His eyes moved down the page and he saw these words Central Intelligence Agency Technical Services Division. He was being recruited for a top secret position. Mendez joined the CIA and used his skills as an artist to quickly become a disguise guru, an expert forger of documents, IDs, passports, pretty much anything an operative needed to become someone else. He traveled abroad a lot, and when he did, his go-to cover story, a painter, well, it wasn't actually all that fake. So the the artist thing is great because Artists are nuts, you know. So you can start talking about art and put the guy to sleep very quickly. Not just anyone can pull off an artist cover story. Let me put it this way. If your cover story is, say, a sailor, you better be able to sail a boat. He wants me to, to produce something on the spot, I can do that too. As Mendez's career took off, it was his skills as a painter, the creativity, the attention to detail that set him apart, at least as his wife Jonna sees it. They worked side by side for many years. If you had a problem and you had a meeting at the CIA, you would like to have Tony Mendez in your meeting, even if he wasn't working in your division, because he would have a different approach to that problem and he would come up always with a different solution. Like when he had to get six American diplomats out of Iran after the assault on the American embassy. Working with Hollywood producers, set designers, and scriptwriters, Mendez presided over the production of a wacky science fiction movie that was going to film in Iran. Of course, the film wasn't ever going to be really produced. It was just a cover, a zany cover, to get him into Iran. Once he was there, he gave the diplomats cover stories from the film world to slip them out. Everyone got home safely, and the operation became known as the Canadian Caper. The CIA's role in the mission remained one of the country's most closely guarded intelligence secrets. Mendez never told anyone, obviously. In fact, nobody but his wife knew he was a spy. After he retired in 1990, he went on painting, selling his works at art fairs and gallery shows. He was simply an artist. Only now, that life didn't have to also double as a cover story. Then, in 1997, the CIA blew his cover. In honoring Mendez as one of its 50 best officers of its first 50 years of existence, the Argo mission was declassified. Books were written, scripts circled through Hollywood. The reclusive, quiet artist. Now he had to figure out how to be an ex-spy who talked about things he assumed he'd never talk about. Like on TV, like with famous actors, like with Ben Affleck. As Oscar buzz for Argo picked up in early 2013, I caught up with Mendez and Affleck in New York after they appeared together on Good Morning America. Paula Dean was on before them. Is that really fried chicken there? Paula Deen's fried chicken. Affleck talked to Mendez a lot before the filming began. And though the painting aspect of Mendez's life didn't make it into the movie, it didn't take long for Affleck to understand its relationship to Mendez's success. When you look at the art itself, right. you see the fastidiousness and the detail in it. Um, and I think that speaks to his character and probably why he was so successful at his job. Argo wound up winning the Oscar for Best Picture that year. Mendez and his wife were at the award ceremony. They met lots of stars, had their photos taken with George Clooney. Good times. There were more interviews to do. But in the ensuing months and years, life got harder for Tony Mendez. He was suffering from Parkinson's. Talking became more difficult. So did painting. He became withdrawn. During that time, I saw Tony and Jana periodically, and we became friends. I interviewed them at Argo Screening's and at events they did to promote Parkinson's awareness. I attended his 75th birthday party a few years ago. Argo was playing during the festivities. Tony sat with his feet up, watching and smiling. Oh, and my wife and I bought one of his paintings, a beautiful depiction of that rocky road leading up to their house. It's hanging in our living room. I went and stood in front of it earlier this year, the day Tony passed away. He was 78. Not long ago, senior CIA officials invited Jana and the rest of Mendez's family to the CIA to honor him. They were presented with a letter that said, Tony's legacy of service at CIA is legendary. Tony helped save many lives. He elevated tradecraft to a new level with his extraordinary ingenuity and creativity. One time I asked Tony whether the Argo mission was the best caper of his career. He just looked at me and smiled. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. And for more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.